It's Monday. It is September 11th, 2017. And why are we listening to the fills with songs from the 40s? Pop songs from the 40s. We're throwing back to a day when our government maybe didn't lie to us as much. Uh, I'm kidding. Or not. Whatever. It's Joke Workshop here every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. At Mutiny Radio. If you are here, you know how it goes. I'll just remind our listening audience. Comedians are going to do four-minute sets. Actually, it'll be a little longer tonight because our list is pretty light. So we'll be doing like five-minute sets. Then you'll hear a horn. When you hear that horn, it means you have a minute. It means take your time, but you have a minute. Uh, then you'll wrap it up. Then we turn on all of our microphones, and you'll get comments from your comedian peers. Please remember... Take notes, pay attention, give helpful, constructive comments. If you have to say something constructive, put it in a nice fluffy brioche sandwich, like a nice fluffy bun on the top, put the shit in the middle, and then the nice fluffy compliment on the end. Let's all be kind to one another on this terrible, tragic American day when 3,000 lives were lost. I know it's not funny. I've been reading, like, these these real um, first-person narratives from paramedics and firemen all day and it's really insane uh how much our government lies to us your first comedian tonight is a really funny lady and she has bought into corporate america and i respect her so much for it because she has great jewelry and funny jokes put your hands together everybody for elizabeth mansfield I feel the touch of your guys i'm really regretting going first right now it's hard to be funny when everything's so sad. Um, but I'll try. So um, I'm in a new relationship. I'm dating somebody new. And it's very exciting. Um, this guy is great. He's like kind and funny and he's like a feminist. The only problem I have is that he is a huge nerd. Like, like not just normal San Francisco nerd. Like I asked him what he wanted for his birthday and he was like, I'd really love a new laser. Like not a laser, a new laser. Like this is a person who owns multiple lasers. <laughs> and it's like like optically, I feel like we don't really go together. Like he, like I try and like look cute and wear like cute outfits so Pam will like them. <laughs> and um, he just doesn't care at all. Like he's just like wears whatever. So when we're at restaurants together, like sometimes I get embarrassed because I don't think we look like we go together. So sometimes when we leave, I just pretend like he's my Uber driver. Like I'll just look at my phone and be like, oh, for Elizabeth? Okay, cool. And I just follow him out. Um, I've been thinking a lot about new relationship milestones. Like the first time you kiss is like a really big deal. And then there's the whole two week period where you're trying to figure out like if you're dating exclusively and what that means and if you're a boyfriend girl and really you're just trying to figure out if you have to use condoms or not. Um, and then there's like the first time you say I love you, which is a big deal. And then this is the one I recently encountered the first time that neither one of you wants to have sex. Like you come home from being out and like one of like one of you like yawns really big, like, oh, I'm so tired. And then you're like, I'm really exhausted. I have an early morning. You're kind of trying to figure it out. Uh, You guys can help me make that funny. I think it's a funny (laughs) premise. I don't have a punchline. 
I think I should just break up with people before that happens because I don't know how to handle it. Um, what else do I have? Near, 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 near relationship. Okay, so here's another one you can help me with. Um, I was on a plane the other day, and you know when you're on a plane and like somebody farts and it just fills up the entire plane. So I didn't want anyone to think it was me, so I made a face like, "Oh, that's gross." And but then it occurred to me like. If, if it was me, if I did fart on the plane, I would also make that face because I don't want people to think it was me. And there's like a fine line between the face you make if it is you and if it's not, this is going really well. Can't wait for the feedback. Um, what else? Okay, so here's another one. Um, has anybody ever been to Japan? Okay, so I just went to Japan. And I was like studying Japanese culture before I went there and I learned the coolest thing, which is when you, so when you meet somebody, you say konnichiwa, which means hello. And then the next thing you say is hajime mashite, which loosely translates to please like me. And I love this phrase. Like, I wish we had this in our society. Like it's perfectly acceptable just to meet someone and then be like, be nice, like, like me. And I would have, if I had had this growing up, like I would have done so many things differently I never would have been in a sorority. I would have just asked people to be my friend. I definitely would have skipped my ska phase. Like I went to four warp tours because I wanted this group of people to like me. I like wore vans and the puka shell necklace, like the whole thing. All of my first sexual experiences were because I didn't have Hajime Mashite. I never would have given Justin Farkas a hand job in my friend Becca's basement in seventh grade. I would have just been like, Hajime Mashite, Justin. And then give him a hand job because I wanted to. <laughs> he was a senior. He deserved it. Um, oh my god, I almost deleted all of my notes. Ugh. What else do I have? Um, I'm working on being body positive as I get a little bit older and my body's starting to change a little bit. Um, I know it's important to say that every body is beautiful, but skinny ones are better. Just saying, I'm working on that. Trying to be positive about that. Um, but you guys, don't you think I look great for somebody who's had two kids? Thank you. Pam knows what's coming. I don't have any kids. Um, the two people who don't know me in here might think that's funny. Um, I feel like that's all I have right now. I know you're giving us longer today, but those are the ones I wanted to work on. So honk me. <laughs> I'm done. I'm Elizabeth Mansfield, everybody. Thanks. Elizabeth Mansfield, everyone. Yes. Uh, I wrote down a couple things. Uh, neither one wants to have sex. I know that that happens after I'm in that uh, thing. Uh, you can, I, I mean, I would bring it to a cat joke. Like, why even have a boyfriend at this point? You might as well just get a cat. Because okay. a cat always wants to snuggle. That's and the true. boyfriend doesn't. They're like, oh, I'm hot. Or like, oh. You're like, you won't even hold me while I cry nothing uh, so I was thinking cat joke but okay. then you could actually call back to it with the farting and the face be like it's not me is it you is it me is it you like, it's, it's not me it's on you the right the okay. same as like the facial expression of is it was that me is it you is it uh, like the romance is dead is all I'm saying <laughs> um, instead of paying oh you just add the one line with the with the sorority about paying for friends. Yeah, oh, right, I should say Right, that. just yeah. say paying, because you, now you just ask them to be your friends instead of having to give them money and yeah, buy pins and clothing. Totally. Right. 
those are all my things. But really funny stuff. I love your jokes. I always laugh at the one about the two kids and the fun stuff. Thanks, Pam. You've heard it so many times. Here, you want this one? Put, put your bowl down. We up? Oh, yep. There we are. Ah, see. I knew I wasn't crazy. Um, no, I love it. Uh, I was thinking about the, the bit with the uh, too tired to have sex. Yes. And you could turn it into a cheating joke where it's, you know, I just don't want to tell him I'm not still horny after getting back from the other guy. Love that. Yeah. Or my vibrator. Yeah. Or that's yeah. true. But it, 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 either way, it's, you know, essentially saying I'm too tired for you. You. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay, I like that. That's yeah. good, that's good, that's good. But otherwise, love it. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, guys. Clap wildly. It's Elizabeth Mansfield. I know the music's weird today, but I, I just, I really like these. It makes me feel really comforted, like the world's going to be okay listening to 40s pop music. Your next comedian, I'm sure he's going to make us laugh. Everything will be okay. Put your hands together, everybody, for John Gallagher. Don't let us and that's where the joke's on you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to make anybody laugh. Talk about the horrible truths of our society. No, I'm, I'm actually feeling great, man. I'm uh, the world's ending. I'm uh, I got a new relationship. It's nice. It's fucking yeah. Things are going good. Yeah, it's time, that's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. It's gonna like the, if the world ends, that would be the hilarious way to go out. It's just like I'm happy. <laughs> it's like it's like oh fuck no. Uh, but it's like it's cool. Uh, start out like kind of poetic as uh, on the Fourth of July, literal fireworks going off as we made out for the first time. That was cool. First date goes to uh, what's it? A hood slam in Oakland. Weird choice, I gotta say, but fun. Seal the deal. And then I think the icing on the cake overall is uh, the next day. Uh, things get a little intimate. I get a Plan B, uh, or I get a, a Venmo request to pay for Plan B, and I was like, yeah, that's that's good. That's very good. It's like cause we're both. Very very committed to making less of me. I'm very excited about this. This is good. We need to eradicate some of this. This is a good start. Um, I don't know why. I started thinking about public sex because uh, that's cool. Had some of that. Uh, I think. Yeah, I was thinking about the first time I had sex. About any guys ever fucked in a public place before? I got a couple. Yeah, that's cool. I remember I got caught. Uh, I was fucking a person in a, a, a women's bathroom. Or was, yeah, in a woman's bathroom in a club, and we got kicked out. And I remember just like giggling about it. And I was uh, I got in an Uber, and I was like, yeah, I got kicked out of doing this. And then the guy, I remember this, uh, and he just looked at me like I was such an asshole. And I was like, oh, he's probably gonna be like, look at me, he's like, oh, this guy's bragging about sex. But this guy looked at me, he's like, you idiot. You don't fuck in the woman's bathroom. They always tell on you, dude. He's like, you got a bone in the guy's bathroom. And I was like, does everybody know this? I had no, had no idea. That's why you can't fuck on planes. You know, you always get told on. Was, uh, I don't know. I don't think about that. Um, I had work on a, what's it? What else do I want to say? There's one more thing or a couple more things I want to do. I'm just kind of out of it. Poop stuff. I have poop stuff and written on here. Poop stuff and dance stuff. I don't want to talk about that though. <laughs> poop stuff, dance stuff, flat earths. Fuck. Uh, oh, people against technology. Like it's. I think. Uh, yeah. I think it's cool. We live like now. Like it's weird. It's 2017. And there's people coming out against like, like the you know the round Earth. There's flat Earth people around. 
those people that don't want to vaccinate their children against uh, vaccines. That's exciting. I just want to go to the next step. Like, I'm hoping in the future, like, people just come out against more old shit. Like, you know, next big movement's going to be somebody going like, you know what? Fuck fire, dude. Fire's bullshit. <laughs> fire and electricity are fucking bullshit. The wheel, psh, it's a square, dude. Look at a, it's just a wheel's a complex square. I've made a YouTube compilation of it. It's just about angles and how the light hits it. Look at a school bus. Square wheels, uh, everything's a square. Um, I don't know. I, uh, uh, I work, in a, I work a, a long day job. I'm about to get fired. I'm very excited about this. I've been trying to actively get fired from my job. Uh, last week, I, I wrote to my boss, hey, uh, I'm going to be a few minutes late. And I start work at 8, and I showed up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And I still have a job. I don't know why. Uh, I'm a temp worker. I've been trying to get fired for months. Uh, Greg can attest to this. I don't go. I lie about why I'm not there. I'm going to, I'm actually, they told me I have to show up every day. I'm calling in on Thursday. I'm just going like, I'm, I can't. I'm not going to show up. So please fire me. Uh, I'm not going to quit. Because <laughs> I want that unemployment, baby. Um, it's just so, it is so hard to get fired. Have you ever actively tried to get fired before? It's fucking hard, dude. I didn't know this. I've always quit before, like, I pretend like I have dignity. You know? Who wins in that? I quit. I don't get any money out of that. I just gotta pretend to be shitty forever. It's awesome. I feel like they will win in the end. Like, I could just be, like, terrible. And next thing I know, I'm, like, 45. I'm like, oh, fuck! Like, they got me! Shit! I have a 401k. Like, I'm, a, I'm a, an assistant manager now. I think that's how they lock you in. I think that's how they get you to become a manager. You just give in. Next thing you know, you've been working there for fucking 20 years. Shit. I think they got me. I think it's over. <laughs> um, that's going to be it for me, guys. Thanks. John Gallagher, everyone. Comments. I have a comment. Um, the, the sex one, the sex in public places, I love it. I think it's hilarious. Oh, I thought it was funny that the reason people don't have sex on airplanes is because they're going to get, what did you say? It's because oh. they're going to get caught or someone's going to tell on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, cool. I feel like you could, there's a tag there that could be like, yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that the bathrooms are like half the size of me oh, or something totally, like that. Yeah. Like, cause that's really why people don't have sex on airplanes. That's true. I mean, in my experience, some people do it on the, in the seats. That's gross. Only in first class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, loved everything. Um, just a technical thing. Being fired does not qualify you for unemployment. Oh, really? Yeah, you have to be laid off or downsized. You can't be fired for gross oh, incompetence shit. or actively Damn, like not dude. showing up. Yeah. So, no, that's okay. Like, so, I'm just, so here, here's what you do, though. Sure. Though, though, uh, just, just, tell them, just tell them you need to find yourself. And, and just oh, say, if they lay you off, you can go find yourself because you'll get the unemployment, and they'll totally, they'll, it's California, they'll love that, they'll eat uh, that up. Interesting. And, and, and ask them for a scope to go. Say, say you're going to go find yourself some hunting ground. And then I, then I make a YouTube video killing myself with the Ooh. ATN X-Site 314 caliber. I have uh, plugged uh, our company's products quite a few times on here and said their name a lot, too. I'm kind of I'm hoping somebody <laughs> checks that out and like it comes up in an algorithm. That oh, and then they fire you. Yeah, sure. Why? Yeah, then they have to let you go because you're that, giving away secrets. I think that probably qualifies secrets. as gross incompetence at that point, though. Uh you didn't mention the smell of the boys' bathroom. I think that's the reason that... Oh, good call. The, yeah. the reason that people don't fuck in the boys' bathroom is it smells gross. It's true. Yeah. 
I mean, girls' bathrooms smell gross too, but so and airplane bathrooms are even worse. So there's a smell issue, I think, with good, fucking good, in guys, public. I really appreciate the brainstorming on this. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, one more comment. The, when you were talking about the the night vision thing, what's it called? Oh, it's like an excite. Yeah, the story you were telling us here before about like a bunch of people mm-hmm. ordering them like after mm-hmm. the hurricanes and stuff. Like I feel like that was the start of a really good bit. Oh yeah. Well, it's, I I have it's a funny story in general. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I was, I was, it's funny you say that. I'm probably going to use it for... I have a bunch of other jokes about the place. I might do that, too. Great. Yeah, cool. Thank you, though. All right, thanks, guys. Clap your hands wildly for John Gallagher! Your next comedian is new to the room, so that means clap and be nice. Everybody, put your hands together for Carmen Gepkin! Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yes? Okay. Okay. Hey, what's up? Uh, So I'm a big believer in the universe sending me things. And today I was looking through a box of some of my old belongings uh, when I was a kid. And I found my journal from my fourth grade class. And... uh, Fun fact, I was in fourth grade in the year 2001, and a lot of interesting things happened specifically on this day, uh, and I found my journal entry from September 11th, and I wanted to share it with you guys because fourth grade me did not disappoint on uh, September 11th coverage, so this is real. So a little backstory, uh, every day in the class we had to come in in the morning and write about what was going on. So this was in the morning as it was happening, so... Here we go, okay, September 11th. Today, I heard about the terrorizing. (laughs) Terrorizing, now that's a word we were all gonna hear a lot for the next couple of years, terrorizing. The Pentagon got bombed and there was a lot of plane crashes. Now as a journalist, you know you're supposed to be very specific (laughs) with your reporting. You can't make claims like a lot. Uh, Let's see what else. You know, you gotta be very specific with with your numbers. Okay, here we go. Has the world gone mad? (laughs) I was nine years old. Has the world gone mad? A little bit. And you know, I think it still is after that day. And here we go, big finisher. I hope they don't bomb Disneyland. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Not Disneyland. Uh, Why Disneyland? Because, you know, my my little nine-year-old self, I didn't know what the World Trade Center is, but I knew what Disneyland was, and I knew that could have been a hot spot for some terrorist action. Uh, Also, we were having a fundraiser uh, selling candy bars to actually go to Disneyland as our, like, end-of-the-year trip. So I was like, oh, shit, if they bomb Disneyland, where the hell are we supposed to go? Knott's Berry Farm? Dude, that shit's weak. I don't want to go to Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> Jellies for old people. <laughs> you know, like Smuckers on the, what is it, Today Show? It's like, oh, I turned 107. Thanks, Jelly. Yeah, so that was my uh, real-life coverage. Thanks, Universe, for sending me that. Uh, anyways, moving on. So I went on a, a date recently, and you know the topic of music always gets brought up. What are you into? What kind of genres? Well, I uh, went on a date, and the guy was into pagan metal, and I didn't know what that was, so I needed a quick quick uh, spark notes on what pagan metal is, and uh, he told me, he said, it's a, it's a subgenre of black metal that deals with the pain and suffering of the pagan people as they were being forcibly converted into Christianity. I was like, oh shit, that sounds 
pretty heavy, right? But then it got me thinking. I'm like, pagans, Christians, metal, rock, music. Bro, I think pagan metal might be Christian, like Christian rock. And he got mad. He was like, no, that's for pussies. I don't listen to Christian rock. I'm like, no, dude, pagan metal is Christian rock. But just the early years of Christianity, right? They've kind of toned it down since then. But the early years of Christian rock was pretty intense, right? It's just like, believe in Jesus or we fucking kill you. <laughs> that's metal. But like, you know, it's a little bit softer now. Just more like, I can only imagine your face. I can only imagine. It's a little bit softer now, so it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, fitness. <laughs> fitness is important. No transition. That's how I roll. Um, I'm from the Central Valley originally. Not a lot of emphasis on health out there, but there is there is a cool diet trend out in uh, out in Fresno. It's called uh, do methamphetamine and lose weight fairly quickly, and I just wanted to share a quick uh, success story with you guys. Uh, so my neighbor growing up uh, back in Fresno, she was morbidly obese, and she started smoking meth. And you guys, she lost 100 pounds. Clap it up. Amazing. She looks so good. She lost 100 pounds. She, then she lost another 20 pounds. You guys, clap it up. She lost another 20 pounds when CPS took her toddler away. So, you know. Just because you're fit doesn't mean you're fit to be a mom. All right, that's my time. Thank you so much. Carmen Gefkin, everyone. Really funny stuff. Comments. The 9-11 the stuff is, is, rave, is pretty amazing that you found that today. <laughs> yeah, today, out of all days, you yeah. can find it. Oh, so about the uh, the Christianity thing, I like I like the premise, and I mean, this is just more, um, uh, I don't know, it's just like a little bit of historical significance too. Uh, like I said, if you want to keep the joke like it is, it works fine. But mm -hmm. also, like actual early Christians, one of their big things they constantly wanted to kill themselves because they wanted to be closer to Jesus by dying. So you could be like, they're more like emo rock. So you want to make them more like, because the okay. Christi early Christians were just dudes that hid in like, like closets and stuff and mm -hmm. like tried to like cut themselves. Like they were straight up like that is the really nerdiest, emo. biggest yeah. losers. Like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like Nero wrote like entire letters about how like easy they were to kill. Like mm -hmm. they're just like, these guys want to die. It's like, yeah, fucking kill them. Then who cares? <laughs> we got to yeah, put the, some sick blast beats on it. The self-flagellation. Self-flagellation. Yeah. They're like, thank you. I didn't, I needed some more historical context. That's great. Nice. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Yay! You had a really polished and good set. There wasn't a lot to say, except it's really good. Uh, yay! Come back again and again. We have two other open mics at the station. One is on Wednesday from 8 to 10, and there's another on Friday from 6 to 8. Uh, so come on back. Also, apply to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Taking submissions now until November 30th. Only ten dollars to apply. It's gonna be exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I even have like sponsors and stuff, so I'm very uh, excited. A lot of weed. Lot of weed. I am high, everybody. These potato chips. It's one of those things when I make something new and I'm like, am I a fucking genius? Like, am I the smartest person alive? How is that happening? It's the same thing with my T-Rex theory. I'm like, I'm the smartest person alive, and I just made potato chips. I have no idea why I'm not a millionaire. Your next comedian. Uh, he's got a, he, you want to wave of the future. This guy, ride his wave. 
Now I can't even do things. To, he's a host at OMG every Tuesday, and he's a super funny guy. Clap your hands together for Greg Ghetto. Um, so Hurricane Irma just hit yesterday, and uh, my it's kind of it was kind of a sad day because my my parents actually live in Tampa Bay, Florida. And uh, when I was I was doing comedy, and I, while I was doing comedy, I heard that it was like hitting them, and my mom told me it was a Category 3 hurricane that was hitting them, and I was just so sad that it wasn't a 5. <laughs> I don't like them. Uh, I don't like them. Um, have you guys ever been watching internet porn, and then after you climax, you're like, wait, that was his sister this whole time? <laughs> I didn't see any family portrait in the background. That's f- fucked up. And then there's like plenty of them. Like, f- like five. I've jerked off to like brother, fucking sister, or half sister, or fucking his mom, or like. And here's the thing: there's a lot of incest going on that I just keep climaxing to, and none of them have southern accents. Uh, it's, it's, fucking, it's the liberals. It's us. We're the one that are fucking our sisters. It's, uh, very progress. We're so progressive. We're so woke. Of course, we're the ones fucking our sisters. Uh, not these conservatives over here. Uh, <laughs> I think I like it. Um, seems like everyone's in relationships today. That's fun. Uh, I just got into a relationship. Jeepers. Uh, um, and it's weird because she makes uh, more, way more money than me. And uh, the way I found that out is because we are at a, 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 a her first day was a cancer fundraiser for her for her friend that was dying of cancer. I met the guy that was dying. And then, and like she was trying to make out with me, and I'm like, I can't do this while like I see a guy dying talking to his son who's who's two years old, who's not gonna know he's, who his father's gonna be. You know what I mean? Like a lot was going on. I'm like, I'm not in the mood to make out. Uh, but then we started eating dinner, and I was gonna pay for it as you do, you know. And she was like, she took the she took it, and she's like, I'm gonna pay for this. I was like, oh okay. She's like, I make over two hundred thousand dollars. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's all, that's all you. And so it's weird. Cause she makes more money than me, and I was talking to my mom. I was like, "Yeah, I'm feeling weird because I like her, but like she's paying for everything." And my mom's like, "Oh, don't worry, you'll get used to it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it gets better, you know." Literally, yeah. And uh, and so, so our second our second date, I, I kid you not, we uh, we went to a, a nude resort, and uh, I've never I've never done that before. Um, and the only preparation I did going into it, I just didn't masturbate for like 48 hours. Uh, <laughs> To like little, plump up a little bit, like best, you know, best in show kind of thing. Um, and, and, uh, and and the only the only thing I did right, you do realize who's uh, who's European because uh, they're all the ones with the extra skin at the end. And so that was interesting to see. And then we got a couple's massage, and uh, she like and they like I was nude, and they put like they tuck a, they have a little towel and they tuck it in your ass when they're working on your glutes, which is hilarious. Um, and then afterwards we went to a hotel. And then uh, at the Donatello Hotel, we had 14th floor t- overlooking everything. And then we got a steak dinner. And uh, after that steak dinner, we also got uh, crab and steak. And then after that, we went to a music show, the Great American Music Show. And she's paying. And then we went back to the hotel, you know, and she paid for all this. She probably spent over $1,000 on this. And like, and there was a time in my life where I used to, I used to pay for dates, like a real chump. Uh, <laughs> I, I used to pay for dates. I'd, I'd go on like second or third dates with people. I'd pay like over like $100 and then they wouldn't put out and I'd be so fucking mad. You know, I'm like, I, pay, I, I don't have a lot of money. $100 is a lot of money. And then, but now the, the shoe's on the other foot now because now this girl's paying for everything and I've realized 
that I was right this whole time. You should, you should totally put out. Uh, are you fu- I felt like a fucking queen. Are you kidding me? Like, I felt like the bell of the fucking ball. Thank you so much for choosing me. You know what I mean? Like, and she was on her fucking period. I was like, giddy up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm into this, you know? And um, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like tech is ruining San Francisco, but... It'd be cool if, like, more techs just, like, rather than, like, sponsoring kids from Africa, they just sponsored comedians. Uh, <laughs> you know, so we could, like, make it and, like, still do this, you know, and not have a bullshit Segway job, you know? Uh, we met on a Segway. Isn't that fun? No. Uh, I just, yeah, rather than, like, a fly in the eye, I like, a, like a, a stained, shitty shirt with, like, guac on it, you know, and just just depression. Uh, that's who needs saving. Uh, my name's Greg Ghetto. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you, guys. Kettle eating, having really nice poops lately. I am very jealous. Thank you. Oh my god, I aged beef and I know. And I, the funny thing is, uh, uh, when she had the lobster, she had lobster or crab and, and steak, and I was, uh, she was giving me blowjob, and she was kind of gagging. I told her not to gag so hard because I didn't want her to puke up steak and crab. Uh, that, that is one. It's an expensive meal, you know. Like you puke up rice, I guess, but not steak and crab. You know, keep that in. I'm a romantic. Yeah, it's really sweet. Uh, oh no! What I was saying, oh yeah, what I was saying uh, earlier was the uh, uh, oh when you had the setup where you're like uh, I know she makes more money than me, and then you could just say like uh, because she tells me uh, <laughs> yeah. over and over again, <laughs> yeah, she does do that all the time. Yeah, so, that's funny. Yeah, and then uh, what was it? Fuck, I had one more. Um, shit, that ah, fucking I forgot the other one. But yeah. I'm sure I'll see you later. Yeah, well, <laughs> of, of course, I laughed too hard at the porn joke. Uh, I I love the set. Uh, the, I could say with the incest thing, uh, you could say it's going so mainstream. They're even da- doing it on main uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, are they? Is that? Yeah, because the the main like most of the characters are all fucking their brothers and sisters and cousins that's and whatnot. Cute. So yeah, so that's a good tag you can throw. Okay, on. thank oh. you. Oh, no, just with the oh, yeah, with the tangent of uh, that's what it was. It was shitting on the Segway tour guide thing. Because she also mentions like, but the Segway tour was it brought us even closer together. Because that's the truth. Yeah, it is it's sad. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Is that it? I'm leaving. Bye bye. Greg Kettle, everyone. I really am. I'm very jealous of your new hoity-toity lifestyle. Keep that. Keep that girl happy. Your next comedian. Wow, what a winner. I'm, uh, I'm just excited uh, for him to tell you all about what's happening in his life. Put your hands together for Matthew Banks. Yay! I don't talk about my life up here. It's too depressing. No. Oh, incest. <laughs> nice. I like that. Blame it on the liberals. That's what I'm talking about. I just moved here like a year ago, and uh, oh my god, it's been like the worst year of my life. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Have you seen all these lunatics walking out of the street? Fucking crazy as fuck, dude. Like, I'm not talking about the homeless. I'm talking about these liberals. <laughs> oh my god, dude. The homeless have an excuse. Like, they need medication, but these liberals like, y'all motherfuckers need Jesus <laughs> or something. Because I'm liberal myself. But then I moved here and I was like, holy shit, that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother category when I got here. Holy shit. These uh, social justice warriors or whatever you call them. Uh, anyway, so but trying to eat right lately, trying to lay off the sugar mainly. 
and I went to this nutritionist and she said that you should, if you just give up sugar and you cut it out of your diet for a long period of time, when you go back to eat it, it'll be too sweet and you won't even like it anymore. So I was like, all right, well, that's a good idea. So I went three months without eating sugar and I ate a piece of cake and came all over myself. (laughs) My fucking knees buckled, dude. It was embarrassing. I was still in the checkout line. Oh, knocked over a whole shelf full of pound cake. This old lady thought I was having a stroke, so she gave me mouth to mouth, and then I came all over her back. Uh, (laughs) She was angry, started beating me with a bunt cake, so I had to beat her ass for wasting pastries. Uh, That was what I just added. Oh, what else do we have? Yeah, I think... Damn, I got to do a long joke to add this. I'm just going to try the, the. I think San Francisco's uh, new mascot for the for the Golden State Warriors should be the Golden State Gentrifiers, and um, I think it should just be a white dude with black framed glasses, <laughs> and uh, he should just be wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt, so he look like <laughs> makes him look like he cares. Um, <laughs> one that goes to the edge of the bay and holds one of those signs, you know. I don't know. I've never seen such ridiculous as my life. Um, yeah, so my buddy sent me this photo of his kid, and it was like a fresh out of the vagina photo, like, <laughs> like fucking bloody and gooey and wrinkled and disgusting. I was just like, what the fuck, dude? Don't ever send me that bullshit again. That's disgusting. And he just said, what are you, a fucking monster, dude? That's a baby. They're adorable. And I was like, dude, my cousin is adorable, <laughs> but if you fucking put blood and goo all over her, I'm, I'd probably still fuck her. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, punch it up. What else? Uh, let's see. Just be patient, guys. We got some good stuff. I hate these people that talk about rejection. Like, they'll say... You know, rejection, the pain of getting rejected is not nearly as bad as going to bed at night wondering what if. Like, what if I just would have asked her? Like, that's fucking retarded. It hurts like a bitch, dude. (laughs) Getting rejected, it hurts like hell, dude. Like... But, you know, you have to think like Jean-Claude Van Damme, though, because I've been rejected quite a bit in my life but you know how he's he's training to to fight that dude and he just keeps kicking that tree (laughs) you know what i'm talking about (laughs) you just have to kick that fucking tree all day and you think he's going to bed at night saying like man this fucking bloody swollen worthless piece of leg doesn't hurt nearly as bad as if i wouldn't have kicked that tree (laughs) but he he like knows that his his shin has to callous so that you can keep <laughs> fucking kicking it. That's what has to happen to your soul. Um, you just have to callous that motherfucker. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of salads. Uh, salads are the hand jobs of food, is all I have to say. Uh, only thing that makes them better is a little oil, right? Uh, I don't know, I was thinking kale tastes like a mountain goat, like pissed on a ginger snap it's like <laughs> fucking awful dude it's all spicy and bitter and why the fuck would you put that in your mouth 
<laughs> I don't know. Anyway, you guys have been fun. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. Matthew Banks, not a kale lover. All right. Comments. It's a really funny set. I like the new tag on the salad dressing with the kale. That's cute. The mountain goat ginger snap. That's really unique. Comments. It was a really good set. People don't have any. Everybody says it's perfect. Yay! Never so tight. Uh, your next community. I haven't seen him in a while, so it's exciting to see him, and I'm excited to hear his new material. Everybody, put your hands together for Tito Gonzalez! Right on. Thank you, guys. Oh man, I don't. I I just found out. I guess I guess I'm a dreamer. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Well, <laughs> well yeah you know, yeah I came over here when I was uh, when I was six, and like here's the thing though like if I were to get deported though like I would understand. <laughs> like the other night I was chopping cocaine with my green card. Like <laughs> I feel like that's probably a deportable offense. <laughs> you know like I get it. I wouldn't even be really mad about it. And like, I don't know, cause like, I don't know, I came here with my mom, so it's like, I didn't, like it wasn't my choice, right? It's like, it's like I got drafted to play for a team I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna play for, you know? So, I don't know, I don't know. And like, I don't even know what like deportation like really would look like now. Like, I like to think it'd be like, you just get like an Uber. Like the, <laughs> like, like the government just calls you an Uber and like, you know the government's super cheap. So it'd just be like an Uber pool. All right, right. You just be in that car with all the other like Latinos. Like, oh, you chopped cocaine with your green card too? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was going to be a lot funnier, but people were like, oh my God. I don't know. Yeah, man. It's all thunderstorming and shit. And like, I like, like John Gallagher had said earlier, yeah, it's like, oh, it feels like the world's ending, and, but I still like got to get those four minutes at mutiny. <laughs> like, that's. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm. I don't know. Like, even if like the world was, is ending or whatever, like, whatever the fuck, like, I still would never, like, live by, like, that, you know, like, even, like, I feel like such a bitch, because, like, like, everyone's, like, all the signs seem to, like, to be there, but I'm still, like, going to work, being, like, I'm, like, what am I doing, you know, if I really believe in that, I don't know, I, I thought I had, like, more new shit to talk about, but, uh, I don't know, like, hipster culture is making me sick, guys, yeah, it makes me sick, but homesick, Right? Because, like, I'm from a third world country, and I saw this hipster get on the bus with a live chicken. Yeah. And I was like, yo, if he starts putting his luggage on top of the bus and selling chicles down the aisle, you know, like, I'm going to feel right at home. <laughs> That's, I'm, yeah, man. Yeah, I am, I am, uh, I am from, I'm from Uruguay, and uh, I miss the place. When I go back, fuck it, you know? The only problem is, is I don't know how to do comedy in Spanish. <laughs> Like, if I, if I could just learn how to do comedy in Spanish, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, fuck it, I'll be at home. That sounds good to me, right? But yeah, I'm from Uruguay, and I, I, I'm glad I could still say it like that. Like, I still keep some of my culture. Like, I don't say Uruguay, right? Like, I'm trying not to, because people, for one, don't understand what I'm saying. Well, they don't understand anyway. But when I say Uruguay, they're like, what? Like, who's gay? What are you saying? Right? But like, you know, I just say Uruguay, because every time I say Uruguay, you know, like, I, it feels like the culture is, like, leaving my body. Right, I'm like, oh, like tofu does taste good, you know? It's <laughs> like vegan is a good option, you know? I don't fuck, I don't know. I don't, 
I live in Berkeley, dude, and it's like it's just so much privilege in Berkeley that I just can't I just can't relate to people there anymore. Right? There's just too much privilege. It's like in Berkeley there's a vegan pet food store. Like a vegan pet food store, dude. It's like how little do you have going on? Right? Like I don't I'm not hating on like vegans, but like if you are if your dog is vegan, like fuck you. Right? <laughs> like what is what is your problem, you know? Like across the street from that vegan store that just opened up, there's homeless people. So that means like as a business owner, you're like, fuck that. You know, my fucking puppy, like my gray, I don't know what, what vegan dog, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what a vegan dog would look like. I don't know. That's just, that's just that, man. I, uh, yeah, I, I did, I just got into a relationship and, but it was like, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a relationship where like you, you didn't know you were in one, right? Where like the girl kind of decides it for you. I don't know if this has happened to you. And like, I'm such a bitch that I was like, all right, I didn't know that. Like, you know, like you just go to a place. She's like, oh yeah, I'm his girlfriend. I'm like, dope. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's guaranteed pussy. I guess I'll take it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was like, I'm also just kind of scared of her. So I was like, oh. So yeah, I don't know. That's my time, guys. Tito Gonzalez and guaranteed pussy. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Comments. It's other uh, your DACA stuff is very, um, you know, topical. Yeah, it's like perfect it's for it. No, it's. I mean, it is. It is. It's. I mean, you can. It, it's. It's a great topic. It's. It's unusual to you, but people are gonna be like, oh, sad face. Are they gonna send you out of the country? <laughs> like what? It, I guess so. Going to Uruguay wouldn't suck that badly, though. We'll go with you. Someone will visit. Comments. Anybody have any comments? You guys are quiet today. Is it really storming outside? Am I hearing? There's lightning and thunder actually happening. I thought that maybe that was some sort of soundtrack or something was happening. Uh, but no, there really is. Did you guys know that in the um, Chinese dynasties, when there were many um, natural disasters, it would be the gods saying that they no longer supported the dynasty and then they'd switch it. So they actually went by the way. So if you had like four big disasters in a year, you would no longer be in charge because the gods were no longer smiling. I'm just saying I don't think the gods are smiling. Uh, but right now, you know who is smiling? He's a god to us every Wednesday from 10 to midnight with on the nice space. He's a god to many because he provides them with the joy and wonderment they need to go on with their lives. And that, my friends, is called coffee and jokes. Put your hands together for Arden! I'd never be cross or try to be boss. Uh, thank you, Cam. Thank you, Mutiny. You know, I was going to be all bitter and angry today because I'm depressed, but I was like, ah, fuck it, we'll do a fun set. So, uh, let's see what I got in the old notes. All right. Uh, oh, here's, here's a fun one. So, Pam, you'll like this, right? Uh, you're a big Stephen King fan. Uh, corporate America is a fucked up version of Stephen King's Thinner, where the better you do, the more depressed you are, and the less of a soul you have. Ah. Uh, Anyway, uh, okay, so uh, we've been talking a lot about sex tonight, as always. Uh, I think that losing your virginity is a lot like Ikea furniture, in that at the end, you're sore, you're tired, and if you're, you're really wondering if it's worth the 200 bucks. Oh, come on. Uh, oh, shit, uh, so a little bit of current events uh, being movie news. 
the current war starring uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Batch, Bitch, Booch, uh, is coming out, and it's it's the fucking joke I've been telling up here about Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison fucking with each other. But they threw in Westinghouse just to make things three-sided and complicated. You know, I'm sure they'll throw in a love interest and bullshit. But, you know, uh, anyway, so uh, although I think te- Tesla was a, a, a self-proclaimed virgin uh, asexual. Anyway, uh, I'm just saying they stole my bit. I, I got to start writing this shit down and send it to myself in the mail. Um, all right. Uh, oh, I, I was going to dive into the lost and found down here, but... Uh, I'm I'm afraid of what I'm gonna catch. Ah, yeah. Um, I oh so I've done. Oh, I want one second. Hold on, gotta dive back in here. Uh, oh yeah. So I I when I was an alcoholic, uh, and my libido was up. I instead of being a pothead and having a super libido but very little energy to leave the house. I, so when I was an alcoholic and going to bars and drinking with women, I, I go on, on average, about 100 first dates every year. Right? Two dates a week, every week. Take a couple weeks off for Christmas and whatnot. Uh, but the thing about it was, I, I thought I was getting really, really good at first dates. And that was just the issue. It was so good at first dates, people just wanted more and more and more of them. But I, I'm not seeing the movie from the women's point of view, which is a sad montage of women frustratedly masturbating after a, a very dissatisfying first date with me. Anyway, uh, I need some more. I got a receipt, I shit you not, from my local grocery. Uh, I, I am very upset with them because uh, I have to write an angry letter. Uh, they're very intolerant. I bought a gallon of milk, and on the receipt it said "homo milk." I'm like, you guys got to be more lactose tolerant because this shit will not stand. We will unite. Um, yeah, I have no idea why it said "homo milk." I've I've been racking my brain what they abbreviated to "homo." Not like hom- homogenous, maybe, but it, that means it all came from the same cow. But no, nobody does. That's insane. Who would do that? What dairy farm would possibly do that? Uh, I mean, they'd have to be really... O- Can you imagine an OCD farmer sitting there milking each tea into an individual bottle even? You know, that's how... Just I want to source it back and, you know, like tattooing each tea so you could source it back to the original tea. I'm just going... Cr- I've been smoking too much pot, Pam. That's what's happening. <laughs> the thunderstorms are happening and there's too much pot. And so I, I'm kicking it off tonight. I'm, I'm announcing it, but we'll see if... Pothead me is going to get around to doing it. I'm setting up a GoFundMe or an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter or something where I'm taking my face buttons, the buttons of my smiling face, and uh, for everyone who donates, I will send one uh, to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with a nice little letter inside that says, Dear Mr. President, I understand times are tough, things look bleak, but I figured you could use a smile to brighten your day and feel free to give these extra ones because I'm, I'm sure there's going to be hundreds of thousands of donations uh, and of which I'll take a percentage because, you know, whatever. Uh, and uh, uh, he'll be able to give them out to the judiciary and Congress, all the people he just ignores every day, you know? <laughs> anyway, uh, I never do politics because I just, oh, I've got so much to say. Uh, we'll end on one last thing. Uh, I... I got booked for something. I'm doing some sort of game show up in Portland on 26th. Hooray, yeah. I have no idea what the premise is or what's going on. I just understand some sort of game show. Uh, So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Anyway, that's been my time. My name's Arden.
Raining is like it crazy. is it raining? Well, you know what's in that you know what's in that box up oh, front umbrella. is tons of umbrellas, yeah. free umbrellas from Mutiny Radio. Everybody, seriously, take the, everything out of that fucking box. I hate. Please go through it tonight, though. It's there, you probably have two notebooks in there, not just you. I mean, free you jokes. As in, free jokes. You as in comedians. You just take a look at it because I just put them in there and then. Is it really raining hard? Yeah, is it rain, scary? It's raining good. It's raining. Are we? Is this the end? Is this the end for us all? Is the no. end of the world as we know Just it? Just because it rains in San Francisco, used to do that all the time before global warming. Right. Uh, comments for Arden. Arden. Okay, Arden. Hey, I, can't, I can't do it. I was gonna let it go. Oh no! But what I did can't I do? do it. What did I do? So with unemployment, yeah. if you're fired, just. For no, co- I mean, for non-egregious, you can collect unemployment. It's when you're fired for something that is egregious that you cannot collect it, because essentially your your employer shouldn't have to pay your unemployment if they're basically forced to fire you. So that's kind of the rationale. Right. That, but that's was his thing was he was trying to get fired by just not going and calling right, that's out. That's not egregious. They they don't. That's ha- not. Well, I mean, okay, yes, that, not because there's up, a paper trail. It doesn't, it's not, it's not about, no. Oh, okay. Anyway. Thank you, though. No, I, I know. I, I love it. It's when you get a thing and you're like, no, I need to, I need to tell the people that they know that, so they know it's true. It is, I am, I am frightened by the, by the wa- drops of water coming from the sky. It's, it's just water. It's okay. Okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, tomorrow, oh, oh, that's just a car going by. I'm just, I'm just like, sorry, everybody, freaking it. I'm losing it. Uh, qu- comments for Arden? Anybody? Nope. It's right. like, yay! 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 I'm on through. Tomorrow I have to go to my ABC class, so I have to be there at 11 a.m. I'm going to bring a lot of Mutiny Radio flyers. No, I'm not. I, actually, I am. Bring but the I'm, buttons. Bring the buttons. Tell everybody, look at Arden. Your next comedian. He has a show here on the station every Sunday from 10 to midnight called Old Soul Radio. You're going to love his jokes right now. Clap wildly for Mike Evans Jr. I'm glad there is you. Thank you, thank you. This is uh, first time I've come up here with a notebook in a long time. Very happy to do this here. Um, so first thing I wrote is that uh, I think I'm a piece of shit when it comes to dating people because I know I'm attractive. Like, I don't. And I'm an opportunist when it comes to having sex with people. So I just take advantage of the fact that I'm a good looking man. Yep. All right. (laughs) Uh, Like I fuck anybody. Like I don't have standards. I feel like if if my dick stops working when I'm older, I don't want to look back and be like, damn, I didn't fuck that Republican. Shit. She was really, she was a terrible person. But I, you know, I'm an opportunist when it comes to having sex. So the definition of opportunist is a person who exploits circumstances to gain immediate advantage rather than being guided by <laughs> consistent principles or plans, which pretty much describes my sex life. Yay. All right. Um, other reason why I'm a terrible boyfriend is because I have like more confidence with women when I'm dating someone, right? That's just what happens. Because if you get rejected, you just go back to the girl you, you should be nice to, right? These aren't coming off like jokes. It's like confession hour right now. Just coming off like a dick. Um, yeah, I asked my dad for relationship advice one time, and he told me, he's like, yeah, you know, Mike, sometimes I don't know about your mom. 
And I'm like, that's not what I fucking asked you, man. <laughs> like, I asked you for advice not to ruin my life right now. But, yeah. I, I notice white privilege in real life when I, uh, when I walk down the street. I'm a six foot two black man. And um, I don't know. I never noticed how I automatically, like, like if somebody's coming this way on, on like a narrow street and I'm going this way, I always move out the way because I want to be the aggressive black dude that like knocks a white woman over. But I've been thinking recently, like, you know what? Fuck it. They got a president. I'm going to start knocking people over. Okay. <laughs> um, I just graduated college, uh, but shit, two months ago. I'm not really sure what I'm doing with my life at this moment. And so I start to envy just shit. You know when you're not doing anything with your life and you start just hating on other people or other things for being that? That's where I am with graduating. Like, I should have a nice job, and I'm like, fuck dogs. Dogs don't have to go through shit. They're always happy. They don't know that Trump won. Fuck dogs. They're living the life that I wish I could live all the time. If you're a small dog, you kick it with, like, models and bad bitches. You're just hanging out in purses and shit. You sleep in the bed. I wouldn't want to be a big dog, though. Big dogs, you got to fight niggas. You sleep outside in your shit. It's cold. You got to, like, every time something breaks in the house... You have to maybe get shot first. Okay. That's my bit on dogs. Um, oh, I'm also really shitty at my actual jobs. So I'm a food delivery guy to techies, to tech offices. And I work at a spin cycling class in the hate, also training techies. So I'm from San Francisco, but I'm literally feeding and making the techies stronger. Like, I feel like an asshole. Like, I'm in there, and it's, it's, it's awful. Both my bosses want to fire me, though, because I'm really shitty as an employee. I show up 30 minutes late to work every day, but they think I'm funny, so it, it all works out. Um, working at a spin cycling class is a little tough for me, too, because I watch a lot of gym porn. And in gym porn, it's the same setting, like at work, but they fuck each other. And that's totally not what happens at the place that I work. But I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. Um, the reason I'm a shitty employee is because uh, when you work at a shitty job, your boss cares about the job way more than you care about the job. And I didn't realize that. I thought everybody was like, yeah, this is fucking stupid. We're feeding techies. Like, why does anybody even care? It's not like they're like going starving or anything. Like, I, I don't know. I drop meals and shit for, you know, for pride. All right. With everything going on in the world, like this thunderstorm outside, I've been trying to get a grasp on like people's perceptions. I'm like, hey, how do you feel about like Trump and shit? With old people, I realize they're all super chill about it. They're all just like, you know, history repeats itself. But what the fuck do I do with that information? What history? Should I prepare for slavery? Like, I don't, that's not. It's not helpful for our next generation. And I get jealous of kids younger than me because <laughs> their whole perception, they don't have to give a fuck. They just know shit's bad. That's all they can do is just keep watching cartoons and don't have to fight about it. But my age, just graduated college, the Black Panthers fucking hella activists in general for anti-war have all been my age. So it's literally our responsibility. So that's fucking terrifying. This shit right here could happen every day for the rest of our lives because the adults fucked it up. All right, my name is Mike. Mike Evans Jr., part confessional, part blah, blah, blah. 
I love it. I think you just need to keep calling back to the opportunistic thing. I think with the little dogs, like you could easily throw in a, but you get to fuck bitches. You know, they go back to the being opportunistic, being like, I'm not, I'm a, you know, my sex life is opportunistic. If I'm a dog sleeping in the bed, oh, you know, I'm going to get in between those titties. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to snuggle on down by your, I'm going to get in your pussy. I'm going to get my, like, just be silly with it. But I feel like that whole, you like being a dog, you can bring it back to opportunistic sex with, you know, women. <laughs> but there was another point where you could call back to it again. And I think it was getting, we were getting fucked by something and you're like, like something about Trump and getting fucked and then you're like, well, I'm, but I'm opportunistic. Oh you know, yeah, fuck the Republican. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I love the bit, I love the end bit uh, about how history repeats itself. So you can take that and you can extrapolate and say, I'm young enough that I'm going to have to be dealing with Mars Nazis now, right? <laughs> right? But then call back to what Pam was talking about. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to kick her out of the bed, right? right. So, like, I, I'll, I'll fuck alien, the Mars Nazi. Aliens, uh, alien bitches, absolutely. Yeah. What's alien. that all about? Yep, so awesome, though, otherwise. They, they, might even, they might even have, like, a cloaca. Who knows? <laughs> they might have a proboscis or something weird, right? <laughs> Segmented eyes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, too much weed today. It's the potato chips. Are there are there any other comments for Mike Evans Jr.? Really funny set. Club And listen to his show here on Mutiny Radio every Sunday from ten to midnight on Old Soul Radio. We have one last comedian for you tonight. She has a show which is now every Tuesday from 10 to noon, and it's Quantum Division. Put your hands together for Trina Roderick! Thank you, thank you. I'm sorry, was I supposed to dance? No, it's just a cute dress. It's a waltz. It's a, it's, the dress, it's dude, really I just got this top at a thrift store, and it was missing a button, and then I put my hand in the pocket, and I was like, there's my button! <laughs> There's the button. How are you guys doing today? Tito, you're so cute. Would you get mad at anything? Is there anything? I know you won't get mad like under certain circumstances you're deported. Is there anything you'd get pissed off about? Like when was the last time you were actually pissed? Oh, uh, well, I feel like it wasn't that long ago. I just can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. There's no way you get mad ever. There's just no way. Eh, anyway, damn, I'm so glad it's fucking Friday. Oh my God. Oh, did I work this week? Seriously. As a lawyer, I can tell you putting together a fashion line, a lot of work. A lot of work. Not a single legal brief in those briefs. Fuck. Anyway, um, so as you guys know, I don't watch the news much, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to apologize if this joke has already been said and is old, okay? But Jamie Foxx is gay? When did that happen? He is. I didn't know that. What the fuck? Well, he started dating. What's her name? What's her name? Oh, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Oh, <laughs> He's gay now. Right. Apparently, well, he probably the whole time, we just didn't know, I, you know. I just didn't see that coming. Oh, so anyway, I, um, 
Yeah, I, okay, so I'm supposed to come up here and make shit funny, and I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try. Uh, it's hard because guys get hurt, get their feelings hurt when you say no. You know what I mean? And so I try to make it like super like as nice as humanly possible. I try to be like super, super nice about it to like mitigate that. Because, you know, part of it is I'm a sensitive person. I don't, I feel bad that they feel bad because there's nothing I can do, right? Like if there was on the internet dating sites a button you can click where it said, okay, this guy has that je ne sais quoi that inspires your comedy, I'd be all the over. I would be like, there's no button though. Like the internet, there's nothing about what the internet dating sites have to offer that can tell me who it is that I'm going to respond in that way to, right? And that's just, it is what it is. Um, so Arden, I'm gonna need you to stop asking me out. I'm gonna need you to stop. You're so sweet. You're so adorable. But we've come to that point in our, you know what I mean? Like, remember that time, that first time I sat you down and I was like, Arden, you're so sweet, but I'm just not into you. Like, if I had sat you down and said, hey, Arden, let's go out, let's do something together, let's hang out. That would be, like, not a guarantee, but it's certainly, you know what I mean? Like, a step in the direction you were looking for, you know what I mean? Like, I, like, so. Uh, anyway, so like, did I do anything? Did I do, just, just FYI for my own personal, like, did I do something that like led you on in any way? I to ask you out today. No, no. Thank you. And I'm gonna, and the, so this is the reason this is happening. It's because as an attorney, I, what I know to be true is that this has to happen right now. I'm so sorry. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, I know. We're all bummed out about Jamie Foxx being gay. I know. <laughs> I've really brought the room down with that. I know. But uh, you guys are awesome. I'm so sorry. It's, well, the thing is, okay, like, there's no, it's all unspoken, right? Like, who created that rule? Like, let's not talk about any of this. Like, what could go wrong? <laughs> You're going to spend $100 on a date, and she may or may not put out at the end of it. Like, who established that fucking rule? Like, that's bullshit for everybody. I want to know if that $100 is supposed to buy me, you know? And I also want to know if it's not. Right? Like, what are the expectations? What could go wrong, ma'am? What could possibly go wrong? Anyway, Arden, you are adorable, and I want to emphasize the extent to which you are certain to find a wonderful, lovely girl that thinks that you are the shit and that inspires whatever fucking thing in her that she wants to be inspired, okay? You're adorable. Anyway, you guys have a great weekend, and don't work so hard, okay? Just don't, don't do what I do and work so hard that you forget to rage, okay? Because I'm supposed to be raging during the week, okay? Anyway. That's my Rita Roderick. Wait, get up there. Get up there. You're not doing comments? You're no. not you're not doing comments? No. No comments. Well what's their name?
Well, I do. I do have a. I do have a thing. I actually, I do have a. Suck as bad. No, no, no. But there's no. It's it's actually really funny. The thing you um you you can go. Oh, it's it's okay. You can spelunk. You can spelunk that joke and go deeper with the hundred dollars because did he spend a hundred dollars on the date? So indeed, is that fifty dollars on you and fifty dollars on themselves, or is it a hundred dollars specifically on you? Was it a two hundred dollar meal and it was a hundred on that? Did not stick around to answer those questions. Wait, but if it's a but that was, they, he's saying a thousand dollar thing, which is amazing. But I'm saying if it's a hundred dollar meal, does that mean I'm only worth fifty dollars? And you think that I'm going to put out on a first no, date? No, I'm if not pissed off about it. I just want to know. Like it oh. would just there's just it's not a matter of should and shouldn't it's that it's also unknown it's also nobody knows what the fuck is going on right which is exactly the problem guys have never spent money on me so i don't even know what that's like it's just it's just a total but i mean i can understand that would make me feel a little bit ho-ish like if i kind of like him but not really but he did spend a hundred dollars but then it was like it wasn't no no it wasn't just a hundred on me it's not again it's not a should or a shouldn't it's the fact that the we're just totally getting women in particular are getting and men too because you guys are like getting butt hurt for no apparent reason you don't need to get butt hurt (laughs) you know it's just it's just so unwritten and it's i think it's like this because there was such a power imbalance in history potentially i'm not entirely certain why we can't have just open the internet is getting us there mm. i think it would be great if all of us had something more specific on our facebook accounts that said specifically so arden all you would have to do is just facebook friend me and look on my facebook and it would say don't ask me out you know what I mean? Like, if I want to go out with you, you will. I will let you know. I will approach you. If I don't approach you, then right. That that that's a that makes right? sure. I mean, just put it on my Facebook page so that every it, it's clear. We could all get tattoos on our but, foreheads or something like well, that. Well, it could change though. You might yeah, not. you might change exactly. You might change but, your status. I see. I know. I don't want to get married, Pam. No, I don't either. Maybe I don't want to commit that long. No, to, good. You don't have to get married. It's that's but, only but that's only to, I wouldn't you should never get married. You don't want to give anybody your money. Fuck that dude. <laughs> you know what? No, f- and marriage is no, just financial. No, it's not about that. It's about I think lifetime is unrealistic. Mm. I, lo- I I'm I'm good for like 5 or 6 years. Oh, that is so fair. Right? Cool. <laughs> it's a great We're good. And then after that, ah, Fuck up and I'm gonna really bail fast. There you go. Seriously. You got, we're gonna write it. We gotta, it's your own uh, manifesto. Of dating. Feminist manifesto of dating. Well, no, I it's mean, like a I, new coffee table you know, book. The, no, the, the reason women approach it. Well, we're gonna talk about this on my podcast. Okay, so, so everybody listen to the podcast tomorrow. Yeah, listen to my podcast. Yeah, every Tuesday, 10 to noon. That's Quantum Division with Trina Roderick. Yeah! I try. Well, this has been the Joke Workshop. Sometimes it ends early, and that's okay. We can all enjoy the rain or the other open mics that exist in this beautiful city. So uh, I'll see you all again sometime. Thanks again. Hey, uh, be honest to someone. It's 9-11. Tell tell someone a a lie that you've been hiding for years to try to ask our government to do the same for us. I just want to know about Building 7. Can you just give me that much? Just tell me that that one was a controlled detonation, right? Just give me one of them. All right. uh, Have a good night, everybody. Bye.
watch me sing. Happy Monday, everyone. This is some exciting music to uh, start your joke workshop with. It is 6 o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. I am your host, Pam Benjamin. And we have a bunch of great comedians that want to try out their new jokes for you. Uh, People are going to do four minutes of material. And then there's going to be four minutes of commentary by a panel of their comedian peers. So uh, remember... If you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So nice comments, and then what they can work on, and then more nice comments. So, uh, all right, we're going to get started here on the Joke Workshop here on Muni Radio. So uh, get out your pieces of paper and your pencils so that we can be good uh, listening audience for our comedians today. And right now, welcome up your very first comedian. It's Ginny Hogan! for coming in. True. I don't like camping. I think it's an appropriation of homeless people's culture. I, uh, I don't understand why you'd want to do it if you have a bed. I also think like the way that tech bros dress is an appropriation of lumberjack culture, uh, which I brought, and Ian too, he's appropriating lumberjack culture. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, tech bros is the wrong demographic. Men, I guess, is better. Um, so I, what was I going to talk about? Um, I, uh, so I'm from New York. Last time I was here, I did kind of a failed pigeon impression. Um, I, I've been working on my pigeon impression. I, I kind of do want to save it till like happy hour again next week, so I can show everyone that I've conquered the pigeon impression. It corresponds to a joke that I actually don't like anymore. But the joke is about. Um, how I like came here from New York and the pigeons in San Francisco are different. Anyway, when I tell people that I've come from New York, they always seem very surprised by this. They're like, oh, would you ever leave New York? Um, but before I went to New York, I was in the Bay Area and then people in New York would kind of react the same way, like why would you ever leave? And I just, like the way they say it makes it sound as though like I actually like think about my decisions before I make them, um, which I don't at all. Like I like, moved to San Francisco because um, I met a guy who uh, sold me on a mayonnaise company. Uh, he said it was a vegan uh, mayonnaise tech startup and he told me that it was gonna change the world, that I should come move here and I did and uh, the line that really got me was, you probably think Facebook's cool because Facebook has one billion users, but food has seven billion users. <laughs> and that was it, I just, I left. I, I left New York um, for that. Uh, but anyway, okay, so speaking of kind of like work and, and that sort of thing, I feel like, uh, this is like kind of a weird thing for people with like Monday through Friday jobs. Do you feel like you can only shit on weekdays? No, okay, that's super weird. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> so many people would like be like, oh, that's definitely true. Um, it makes me feel like my job is like taking over my life, though, that it's like affecting my bowel movements. Um, anyway, I so my first job, I, I was like 14, and I worked at this like beachside restaurant, and I was like the bus girl who brought, bus woman maybe, I don't know, who brought out uh, like the food, you know, and they really only serve like chicken fingers and fries. Um, and I much preferred bringing out like fries because people would be upset if they only got five and a half chicken fingers. Um, but then I, 
now uh, work at like a um, tech startup and I, we, so we are like trying to hire women. We have a lot of issues with interviews. I feel like I spend every day like talking to someone about how uh, we need to improve our interviewing. And so um, what we like, we interview these women and we're supposed to do, or people in general, we're supposed to do like a behavioral interview where we like ask them questions about themselves, um, which I think is really stupid because we're like hiring engineers and I don't want to know things about them. Uh, <laughs> And I personally do really badly at these behavioral interviews where they ask me questions about myself. Like, anytime someone says, like, tell me something interesting or tell me about yourself, I always start with, um, I'm blonde. Because, not because I think that's the most important thing to know. That just seems like the first thing to state, you know? Like, it just, like, kind of get it out of the way early. Um, and then, I don't know, like, there's, like, a stereotype that blondes are dumb. But, like, if blondes were dumb, how'd I come up with such a smart answer to that question, you know? <laughs> Uh, so I, I do really badly at these behavioral interviews, but, um, I think other people do too, which is fine. Like I, I, I can't think of any like extremely weird answers to questions I've gotten recently, but, uh, people are just like generally really strange and like bad at eye contact and everything, um, which doesn't really bother me. Uh, let me do one more joke <laughs> if I can think of it. Uh, no, you know what? I'm actually just gonna, I'm gonna leave it. I'll do my pigeon impression next time. I like your opening joke about appropriating culture. I thought that was really great. All right, comments. We've got microphones out. There's one kind of in front of Stefan. There's one sort of fluttering over by Timothy Pizza's face. I got a question. Um, the chicken finger bit, uh, were you implying that you were eating half a chicken finger? Yeah. Okay, it was, uh, that was funny. Uh, but uh, Wait, it wasn't clear, say? though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't know, elaborate. Um, okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's cute. Yeah, you should okay. stick with that. I, I like that. And then the mayonnaise thing is great, too. Um, if you could, like, do an impression of him, maybe, when he's, he's like, babe, the mayonnaise only has, like, like, like Keanu or somebody really dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, like, you know, overtly, an overtly dumb guy impression, maybe. Do something with like the mayonnaise when I was like 14 at the Beachside restaurant, and then like there was something fucked up about that mayonnaise, so I wanted to go fix the mayonnaise industry. Yeah, I that didn't even occur to me. Yeah, or you, you know, every time or I not. see a yeah. you know a little tub of mayonnaise with my stolen chicken finger, yeah, I, uh, exactly, I remember yeah. okay. you know William or whatever his name is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, good set. Chicken don't even have fingers. I think this is the best version of the mayonnaise thing yet. Like I've seen you get to it a lot of different yeah. ways, but I like this one where it's like the guy talking about like changing the world because okay. it's like I th I think like kind of backing into it like that. It's really good. Okay, like that I say like that I I was convinced to move to San Francisco because of a mayonnaise company. Yeah, and then like you have a okay. bunch of other jokes about it, but I liked that segue As into the, it. The yeah. Intro? yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. The intro better. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, no, the intro was wasn't Connor. The intro, what you said something like, "Well, that makes it sound like I think through my decisions." That was a great joke, and yeah. I thought that intro yeah. the but mayo really say, well. And then I can say, right, like I don't exactly that. Then the mayo, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay, I'm glad. Thank you guys. That was I helpful. I love agreeing with people. Yeah, because I do talk about the mayonnaise a lot. Did you work at? <laughs> How do you make vegan mayonnaise? That doesn't make sense to me. It, it needs was, egg yolks. Is it made with flaxseed? That's gross. It's made with um, mung bean. Oh my it's god, like that's this, not mayonnaise. Yeah, it's not mayonnaise. <laughs> it's amazing though that it brought you here. That's a good thing. But that yeah. sounds like disgust. I mean, specifically to Mutiny Radio. Let's talk about it. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I mean, to San Francisco from New York. Yeah. That's because Best Foods mayonnaise is the only mayonnaise. So if someone could like convince you that some other mayonnaise was worthwhile, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Cool. Yeah. All right. She's not a vegan, but she loved. Do you love mayonnaise? I do. I'm, I'm like a vegetarian though, so I'm. Oh, would you dip no. chicken fingers in mayonnaise? Yeah. Well, I don't eat chicken fingers, but I. I don't. I don't think that sounds gross. I feel like if you just keep piling things that taste good on top of each other, it just still tastes good. But I don't have like a very. Fine <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Everybody clap wildly for Ginny Hogan! Yay! All right, your next comedian doesn't give a fuck what you think, so he's just gonna do a six-minute set, and he's not gonna take comments. You guys, your next comedian, put your hands together. It's Timothy Pizza. Oh, Hi. Um, trying to be uh, less approachable. I like people looking or talking at me. Some days eye contact hurts. People get close enough, I'll say something really intimate and weird and bizarre and kind of look up at the sky. I'll get close and be like, God, I really miss everybody. <laughs> I miss them all so much. Yeah, I don't know. The older I get, the weirder people get and the weirder life gets and the less I care about it. And it's just like, God, fuck, I'm on a giant rock floating around a giant ball of fire. I don't know why the fuck I'm wearing pants or pants or wearing <laughs> pants, two pairs of pants or paying taxes. It's, it's, it's a fucked up. It's a fucked up thing, and I'm getting older, and I don't want to get older, but I am getting older. Have you ever seen, like, a 70-year-old person, like, taking a nap, lying there, fighting off the white light? They drive like maniacs. They're either going too slow or way too fucking fast, and where the fuck is Grandma burying all those goddamn parakeets? (laughs) Every time I go there, it's a new fucking parakeet. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to just, you know, live day by day and do the normal thing. Like, I'm trying to do the dating shit. Actually, you know what, before I get to the dating shit, let me correct here. Um, I, you know, about being old, I don't want to be old. Uh, One day I might take my life. I want to make it a positive thing, though. Uh, You know, everybody's got these sex moves, like the... the, the Dirty Sanchez, or the Cleveland Steamer, or uh, the Blumkin, but I've got suicide moves. Um, you know, I think this is fun. Uh, you know, the, the first one I got is a 1600. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, when you're taking your SATs, and uh, you sharpen both your number two pencils, you put them up your nose, and you slam your fucking face against the desk. Uh, yeah, 1600. Uh, for all you techie guys out there, the... Uh, the, the coder, uh, that's when you hang yourself on chat roulette. Um, and then the uh, come and go, uh, that's when you're uh, jerking off. Uh, if you're a guy like this with a girl, something, I don't, I don't know what they do. Like, is it like a, like, like that? No, no, this is like a, like, like that? Yeah, yeah, like that, okay. Well, anyway, so you know, you're jerking off with your right hand and then, r- oh, it's like, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, right when you come, it's called the come and go, you give yourself heart to heart. So there's just all kinds of intestines and spooch everywhere when they find your lovely body. Um, so I've been trying to date. Um, and I want to do it safe. Uh, I want to... Uh, I want there to be an app. There might be one. I think there is one. I think there's an app where you can uh, you know, type in your STDs when you're dating. 
um, so you can date people with the same STDs, uh, which I think is brilliant. You can start some new ch uh, strains together. It's going to be fucking great. Uh, and it's like, how are these opening chat lines going to go? Um, you know, like you, uh, you know, you like, you know, find the girl that you like, and you're like, oh yeah, hey baby, it's uh, civil us, not civil you. <laughs> and there's other uses to this app too. Like, I figure, like I'm a, I'm like a, I'm like an Oak, I'm like a San Francisco six, but I'm like an Oakland eight. <laughs> but like, if I was out here and I wanted to get laid, I could go into this app and probably find a ten. By you know, I could just find. Well, I mean, think about it. I've done some research. Uh, it only takes four days to get rid of crabs. So you could just beep, bop, boop crabs into the old, uh, into the, uh, old STD app. It's like, I mean, are you tired of fucking ugly people? Like, are you tired of fucking ugly people? No. No? <laughs> they fuck better. They do. But yeah, I guess, yeah, but you know, let's say you want to fuck a you know, really pretty person. Like, oh. you could find a really pretty person with crabs, oh. and they've probably got low enough self-esteem because they have crabs to fuck you or me. Uh, because of the crabs. Um, so how's that opening chat gonna go? It's gonna be like, hey baby, let's do this. Uh, don't be shellfish. <laughs> it's it's awful. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my uh, pigeon bit for Guinea. Um, this is an old joke, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, I lived in San Francisco for 15 years, and there's two things running in this fucking place. It's the pigeons and the homeless people. They're the same fucking creature. They're chaotic, <laughs> and they're begging. They're all just fucking running around, acting like crazy. It's either like, give me some change, or just like, and it's like, they're everywhere. They're fucking everywhere. So I'm waiting for the N train, and uh, there's this homeless guy there, and uh, he's wearing a suit, but he looks like he's been wearing it for 20 years, and he's walking around in a circle just like every 10 seconds, just like, and might I add, your honor! Like his mind split in half in the courtroom when he lost his case, and he just walked outside of 850 <laughs> Bryant and immediately became a fucking hobo, and might I add, your honor! And I'm like just staring at my phone because I don't want to deal with this motherfucker. Train finally shows up after about 15 minutes. I go to Amoeba. I get some records, I come back, I take the end train back to wherever I was, you know, got on it, and uh, this homeless guy's suit is laid out on the ground, and he ain't in it, and there's just shit all over it. There's the pants, there's the shirt, there's the vest, there's the blazer, and there's like 30 or 40 pigeons running around on top of this fucking suit, and I'm like, oh, if you smoke enough fucking cracking meth in San Francisco and drink the water here long enough, Eventually, you just start coughing up feathers and burst into about 45 pigeons. Like, that's how this works. I've never fucking seen a baby pigeon. Yeah, yeah. So, I work uh, in an office. Um, uh, I uh, type numbers into a machine. And uh, in the office next door, um, there is a female um, who does the same thing. And she watches sports with the, with the sound off while she works. And listening to one woman watch sports with the sound off Sounds like bad sex. And I know what bad sex sounds like because I was raised by a single woman. <laughs> right. So I'll be typing away Microsoft Excel, minding my own goddamn business, working away, type, 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 and all of a sudden I hear, oh yeah, yeah, that's great, yeah, yeah, shoot it, come on, shoot it, yeah, that's good, yeah, like my dick moves and my ears perk up and I'm looking around like, what the fuck, I'm like, still typing, my blood's pumping, she's like, yeah, shoot it, come on, shoot it, yeah, 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 shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, no, no, you idiot, you idiot. 
And I'm getting PTSD from every sexual experience I've had with a woman or myself. And I'm looking at a pivot table with the weirdest fucking boner I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Thanks for the Tuesday pizza. Oh, Clap wildly for Timothy Pizza. Yay! He's off to Doc's lab to go do a great set. Right on. Coming up next here on the Joke Workshop, funny man, and he has new jokes. I heard it outside, and you're going to hear him now for the first time. As am I, actually. Uh, put your hands together. It's Connor Doherty. New jokes, indeed. I went to the worst party ever on Friday. I don't like par- any parties, but this one was especially bad. After I was at Pamtastics, my friend texted me and was like, oh, well, let's go over to this place. It's just some stoners hanging out. I thought, that sounds like about my speed. We get over there, and it's a full-blown weed-themed party. <laughs> they have green light bulbs in, like weird, it's like, but like none of it is actually weed. It's just sort of like weed-adjacent things, green lights, sort of foliage. There is a bong out, there is weed out, and I'm just, we're sitting there at this party, and nobody is smoking. It's a weed-themed party, and no one is smoking weed. Like, first of all, you don't have to make the party weed-themed, right? That's just a party. That's like throwing a kid's birthday party and making it cake-themed. And then no one eats cake. What is going on? This is the worst party I've ever been to. So, like, finally, me and my friend and one of the hosts go out on the balcony and get high, come back inside. We're the only ones high there. I'm just sitting on the couch looking at all these people, looking at all these dudes that went to the same college that I did at the same time that I did, and that is the amount of social, uh, social closeness I have to them. And so I was noticing that there are two types of dudes in my age range. There are the ones who uh, still dress like they're in college, and then the ones who are pretending like they're adults. And that's irrelevant because neither of them were smoking weed at a weed-themed party, but it's like, it's a thing that I noticed. <laughs> While I was sitting on the couch, I was just furious at this party. Oh, goodness. Uh, I was watching a Justin Bieber music video the other day. I was watching the video for Sorry. Do you guys know that song? Anyway, it's pretty good. So... It's, the song is serving two purposes. There's two meanings. There's the one, like the literal meaning is like him apologizing to some woman that he has wronged. The other meaning is him apologizing to his fan base and society at large for being a sociopath. And it's like, it's very well executed. And like the video is super cool. It's all these ladies in like bright outfits doing cool dance moves and stuff. But there's this lyric that's like, uh, is it too late now to say sorry because I'm missing more than your body? And that makes sense in the context, isn't that right? Than just your, than just your body, excuse me. They are different. Missing more than just your body. So that makes sense in the context of the woman that he has wronged. But in terms of society at large, who he has wronged by being a sociopath and like drunk driving and like bringing illegal monkeys to Germany, I don't understand what the body is. Like he never had my body. Is it, does it refer to, you know, money capital that we used to give to him and we don't anymore. He wants the body capital back. 
I don't know. I was in San Diego recently, and I met this surfer slash skimboarder. I asked him how he decided when he was going to surf versus skimboard, and he's like, dude, good question. It wasn't a very interesting answer, though. He also gave me... He also gave me mushrooms, which was nice of him. He had this tattoo on his upper arm that said Memento Mori, which is like a reminder of death or something like that. And I was just thinking, like, I wish I was at the point where I needed to tattoo it on my body to think about death, because I just think about it all the time. <laughs> if I were going to get that tattoo, I think it would say, everything that dies is deprived of meaning. But that's just me. It would, probably wouldn't work as well in terms of, like, you know, impressing people. That was weird, man. Said there. Connor Dordy! Comments. Uh, this is really a stretch, but um, did you grow up religious at all? No. No. Or like, I went to church when I was like really little, but. Uh, I used to study um, uh, Christianity and, you know, Christian high school. Um, and one of the things I had to learn was uh, like, dual plans of Jesus. It would be like he would be talking to his 12 apostles about like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, you know, get us all, you know, food or something. But like, they thought I was just talking about them, but he was really talking about like all humanity. There's a whole thing on it, you can look it up. But I thought that would be a funny comparison for the, uh, for the Bieber. Yeah. For the Bieber thing. I can't remember, Pam, do you know what I'm talking about? You want yeah, to? well, it's, it's called uh, his parables. He'd, you know, say one thing and yeah. meet another. But at the, at the Last Supper, he was saying, this is my body broken for you. But it wasn't real. It was like, I'm sacrificing myself. But he really yeah, was. Yeah, then they kill him. Right. Yeah, yeah. And 12 loaves, two fishes, or five loaves, two fishes. Not it's, all that stuff. He'd find. It's something duality. It's called the plane, the dual planes or something. I can't remember. It's a, it's a pretty well known. I, I guess well, it's not as well known as I thought it was. But never mind. It's good feedback. I think the first order of business is adding jokes <laughs> to it. Yeah. But like once I do that, maybe I'll come back and go for this thing you're talking well, about. And you, well, you said you don't know why Justin Bieber, blah, blah, blah. He's, maybe he's apologizing for his entire body of work. Could be. <laughs> like it's his entire, yeah. his entire body of music that he's created. Is that the right word for it? Or, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> This song represents, you know, when Jesus passed, take this song and listen to it. Yeah. It is my mind, you know. Um, is he the kid that got arrested for peeing in a bucket? Yep. Yeah. All right. Which I maintain is legal, but. <laughs> <laughs> I maintain is legal, says Jenny Hogan. Uh, yeah, I think body of work. I think it could be his fans' body of work. Um, he has a lot of very active like Twitter followers and that kind of thing. So I think that could be like a good area for jokes if you go look up maybe like some of the best things like ever tweeted at him and like it's like him singing about how much he misses like getting like you know like a lot of erotic tweets from like twelve year old girls and that kind of thing. I think that could be like one direction to take it. <laughs> one, direction one direction to take it. All those teenage girls' idiocy without his brain exploding. And I don't know if you just said this off the cuff or you planned it, but I love the, the phrase, um, I was furious at this party, or the sentence, really, because, <laughs> like, we've all been there, but it's yeah. just a, the, the incongruity being furious at a party, the, that <laughs> word in particular. <laughs> I thought that whole joke was great, that no one was, the whole weed thing, I thought that was very funny. These fucking people, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's just true. Is it because they... I mean, that was... 
I'm just wondering why they didn't have any weed. I thought everyone had weed. No, they, they, no they, that's the thing. Weed. They did, and no one was smoking it. There was like a bong and like weed sitting out on the table. Why didn't did you just start smoking I, it though? Yeah, I would. Why didn't you invite me? I did. I mentioned it. Yeah, I went out on the patio, but then I was like the only person high at this weed-themed party. Was everyone giving reasons for why they weren't smoking weed? Was it a lot of like? Nah, I didn't fucking talk to anyone. <laughs> you think? You think I was talking to people at a party? <laughs> yeah. It's unclear. I mean, I wasn't even invited, so. <laughs> I showed. I was literally. The thing that I forgot cause to mention that I don't really know how to include is that, like, I thought it was just going to be stoners hanging out, so I showed up with a burrito, and I was just, <laughs> I'm just sitting on the floor eating a burrito as this terrible party coalesces around me. I love it. I think it's a funny joke. Any other comments for Connor? Connor Doherty! Connor Doherty. You guys are listening to the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian. Uh, it's been a minute since we've seen him, so I'm excited to see what his jokes are. Uh, one of my favorite people who's been homeschooled in all of San Francisco. Put your hands together. It's Ian Levy. Hey, guys. So pigeons. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have much on pigeons. Do you guys ever see like compare just normal street like like city pigeons to yeah. like like crazy pigeons? Have you ever seen like a real a pigeon who looks like he's been through shit? Like <laughs> you know, like they're real. Where, where you just like you know where, where you go around it in the street? You know, it's it's not it's not a pigeon that's that's gonna budge. Yeah, no, that's scary. Um, that's it. That's end of riffing. Okay. <laughs> jo- jokes begin. Um. I, uh, I, I'm not sure. One of two things is happening. Uh, either vanilla ice cream has started tasting really good all of a sudden, or I'm just becoming more boring with age. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I can't get enough of it all of a sudden. Um, I, uh, I, I'm looking at the, trying to, trying to find more, more meaning in my life recently. A, uh, a friend of mine just got married, which is weird. I went, that's why I was gone, actually. I was gone for a whole week to, to my friend's wedding in Gaul, and uh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, 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 do you know Gaul? <laughs> yeah, very few people do, but it's, it's weird because, like, marriage is meant to be, like, the next, you know, the next step in maturity or whatever you're next, and this is, this is a guy I've known for a long time. I've known him since I was six, and it's hard to take him as, like, a serious adult, you know? He's, he's, this is someone who once, in all seriousness, once said to me, uh, not many people can say they've crawled on their belly through their own urine. But I can, <laughs> which, <laughs> which just doesn't, you know, that's not really a mature adult kind of thing you, you expect people to say. It's, it's weird. My, uh, my, my grandparents got married after uh, knowing each other for three months, which is, which is kind of insane. You know, I mean, it takes me like three months to commit to a new series on Netflix or something, but it's... <laughs> It's, I can't believe that kind of commitment. And they hate each other now. Like, they so, if they were from a time period where they could have gotten divorced, they would have been divorced. <laughs> like, not even close, man. They, they would be on their third or fourth marriage, but they, they despise each other. <laughs> but, they're, but they're sticking it out. Um, 
my, my, my grandparents are really into uh, family lineage stuff. They like doing uh, family history. And they, they, they've done some research and they've found out, this is my grandparents on my mom's side, they've found out that um, I have relatives dating all the way back to someone who came from the Mayflower. But my particular line of the family, like it goes on down the ages, but the only reason I exist is because during the Civil War, a guy who fought for the Confederacy uh, left his wife and family to go fight and then started a second secret family, and that's where I come from. <laughs> and I'm trying to decide what's, what's worse, the fact that I only exist because of adultery or the fact that I only exist because of the secession of the South. Like, I don't know <laughs> which of those facts is worse. Um, yeah, it's weird. And then on my, on my, on my dad's side, uh, there's my, my family history. My dad is Jewish, and my family history, uh, you can follow it back until about the 40s. And so my family is Jewish in, uh, in Europe in the 40s. And you can follow the history back up until then, and then I don't know what happened. Um, I mean, they must have just been bad record keepers or something. There's no, there's no history after after that. So that's that's a weird, you know, idiots. <laughs> um, I, um, I, uh, I I had some some jokes about Israel Palestine, but then I remembered that this is like a recorded thing, and I decided. <laughs> I decided not to go out and say them because as much as as much as I disagree with like a lot of Israel's policies, I still qualify for like a birthright tour that I might want to take someday, and I don't want to be like at the West Bank and then they go, "What's this podcast from Mutiny Radio?" They're like, "Israel's not so great," uh, but I'm Jewish, so I love Israel, guys. Just <laughs> for the record. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all I got for today. But thanks a lot, guys, for indulging. I have a question up front. Was that a thinly veiled Holocaust joke about the history not going back past the 40s in yeah, Europe? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I got, got it. I got then. a bit stuck up on it, but it's but it's true. Like on my on my dad's side of the family, you can follow our family lineage back to the 40s, and then the Nazis just destroyed all all history of people. Right. I assumed that it was a, a yeah, Holocaust yeah. Joke. I don't okay, I don't good. know if that stuff. I don't. I usually don't like talking, <laughs> making. You know, this is this might seem weird, but I usually don't like talking about the Holocaust. So. <laughs> I was gonna, uh, I was going to say about that one. It's, it, there's a, you could easily flip it on its head. Like millions of families disappeared during the, during that period of time, but mine appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> if you could somehow turn it into a slam on the Nazis, I think you could make it work. I'm really aiming to slam the Jews, though. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm going. For. No, no, but uh. Perpetuate that self-hating stereotype. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I, I don't know if that's funny or if I should just leave if there's an idea there or not I think there's an idea there I thought it was funny and I, I thought it was funny because you were circling around it and you never it was like an oblique hit it wasn't like here's the joke it was like you sort of like skimmed off the side of it and I was like oh, okay. are you under 24 I'm 23 because you know you can only claim birthright till you're 24 so it's you better 25 oh it's 25 now yeah. they switched it well there you go so get on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to go to Israel for free <laughs> I like that you're doing like personal real stuff as opposed to the stuff you were making up before it's it's great I like making up stuff though <laughs> oh I'd make 
stuff up, but I, I, I'm, just saying, I'm encouraging. No. Okay, no, no, thanks. That's a good note. With that beard, you kind of look like an old Civil War Confederate fighter, maybe. Okay. Good. Or, or, or every tech piece of shit in the city, right? Well, they must. They maybe maybe all tech guys are just Civil War enthusiasts. It, it, I mean, true. I don't know. This guy who just got married is a Civil War reenactor, so that I know. So, I've been to many a reenactment. Hey man, I love my flannel, and I'm not a tech piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> Um, hey, Stefan, that microphone has a bad XLR, so like, keep it in the stand because oh, it keeps going in and out, just right. so you know. <laughs> All right. Any more comments for Ian? Yeah. Okay, you got to get to a microphone. It was about the South. Watch your audience. In, in, what, in what way? <laughs> in a black and white way and in a north and south way. But that, I mean, that all really happened. There's, you know, the South did secede yeah, from the Civil War. Yeah, and that's why there's racism. Well, yeah, but I don't think that joke in any way implies any form of racism. No, but, but I felt offended that you were on the wrong side for me. But my family was, they were all on the side. Like, I don't, I'm I don't agree saying, with them. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying like, you know. I've seen your Confederate flag tattoo. Don't yeah, lie yeah, to exactly. us. I, I'm not saying Show everybody your ass. Again, and I don't right call now. it like the war know, northern but, aggression or anything. But, but, it's, <laughs> but it, it's, it's a hot button for, for us. Yeah. It really is. I mean, 2012, 13, 14, they're just taking that flag down, which means nothing actually on, on you know, the principles of, of But I think that, I disagree with you because I think him telling that joke opens up the dialogue and that's what we need to start doing, especially through comedy, is that we, racism is a problem. And the only reason, the only way to address it is really to bring it to the forefront with comedy. And we know that he's joking because he's standing up on stage saying he's yeah, comedian. Yeah, yeah, I can And see, it's true. His family that. really does come from the Confederacy. Yeah, so that's, I can see that too, Pam. I, I see that. I mean, But here's the question. After your set... Are you open to open enough to speak with someone privately about this? Yeah, sure. Okay. I tell my opinion. I think a uh, apartheid is the only solution. To Nobody's. He's being funny about it. I don't have a problem. Okay. You know, I have white people in my couple white people are my best friends, you know? <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, we're all trying not to be racist okay. here. Everybody clap wildly for Thank Ian you. Levy. Yay! Yay. All right, your next comedian is another funny Jew. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I, I think the only way... Did you ever take your birthright? Probably not. Oh, um, I did something different. Oh, right on. Confirmation trips. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I had to pay for it. Oh, wow. There you go. You had to pay for it. Well, we could make jokes about that, too. Hey, everybody. Put your hands together for your next comedian, the very funny Stephanie Silverman. Thank you. Thank you. I did. Uh, yeah, I did a um, birthright for 16-year-olds, which was really, really, really fun. Um, let's see. I am... Um, I, I don't know what's going on with me. I am changing. I used to, I have a motorcycle. I've ridden a motorcycle, uh, but then it was too big and clunky, so I got myself a scooter. That scooter got crunched by a van, and now I'm riding around on a scoot. I just keep going lower and lower on 
the spectrum of shame. <laughs> like you guys know these scoot things that they're like electric, like you don't need a motorcycle license. It's like zip car for people that don't actually want to zip. Uh, they want to scoot, which is like, when I think of scooting, it's like this defines scooting. I think of a dog that's wiping its ass on the carpet and it's scooting. And this is what you do on a scoot. And it's like, you just go and you pick it up and uh, it's got two helmets already in it. So you can choose like whether you want scabies or lice, um, or just, or you just want to be grossed out. Um, and you know, it's like, I'm not, I, I am not OCD. I do not have OCDs. I am just germ phobic. And like, this is a real health hazard. And I emailed them. I'm like, how do you guys clean these helmets? You know, what do you got like sanitizer in there? Disposable helmet liners? What? And they're like, the mechanic thoroughly goes over the scoot every two weeks. I'm like, and then I wrote, this is like, this is not enough. Like, do you, I'm like, does, are you flea bombing these things? Like, this is like, this is, I'm like, I work in a profession that it requires cleanliness and I under, I understand this. And they're like, well, if you have any problems with your scoot, let us know. So like, I've been carrying around, <laughs> I've been carrying around a little spray bottle of alcohol with me and I just spray it and I kind of air it out. And then I just like put it on because it is, it is disgusting. Um, but like, I just worry about like how low on the shame spectrum I'm going like what what is next for me so I'm on this scoot which is like a dog butt am I gonna like I'm gonna be on a fixie next like <laughs> carrying a yoga mat like on my way to Dolores Park for yoga class for like jello shots that are in orange peels like I, I don't know I don't know what's next I feel so like you know and then there's mason jars everywhere uh, it's humiliating like the other like the other night I was on this scoot and I was like going to gonna drop it off across town because that was kind of convenient actually um, and uh, so I'm at a stop sign, and this guy's like, hey, scooting hard. And I look at him, and I go, this thing is a piece of shit. <laughs> and um, he laughed heartily, because he wasn't expecting that kind of response. Um, so now I'm looking for him on misconnections. Um, <laughs> is that guy, wow. I didn't expect him to laugh. He's my audience. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, uh, my mom. She loves me. She sees me through rose-colored glasses. She's like, Stephanie, you should be a model. And I'm like, Mom, that's ridiculous. Models are beautiful, and they're skinny. That's like the thing that models have. And she's like, no, no, no. You do not have to be obese to be a plus-size model. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It sounds terrible, but it's actually quite reasonable. It's actually, I mean, because I'm, I'm actually plus-size. I am a plus-size person. I wear like a size 8 or size 10. That is plus-size. <laughs> Fuck it, who gives a shit? I like my body, and I'm not overweight. I don't care what you call it. Like, it's better than calling it, like, lumpy size or, 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 like, or, or like fat size. They could call it fat size. It's just plus. It's just bigger than like a size six. Like why do we even give a shit about this stuff? I don't understand. Like, Cause you know what? You could be fat at any size, right? You could be a size three and then if you're like four foot eight, like you're huge. Um, let's see. I've got a joke about cum towels that I'm working on. I'm gonna try to work that out a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I've got original material. No one else is doing joke, jokes about cum towels. Um, I, I, I set this up. I, I, I made this problem myself when I was single. Like I was, I was like really prepared for like sex dates. I was a really good sex hostess. I had lube. I had clean towels right by the bed. You come over to my house. You come. I got a towel for you. One, one time use goes into the goes into the laundry. That's it. Your towel, it's fresh and clean. And so I had collected all these towels like for boutique workouts. Usually, either I had bought or stolen them from gyms. Um, and then when I moved in with my boyfriend, I continued this habit of having clean towels by the bed because that's just what I did. And his habit is to take one of these towels that I have bought for or stolen from a gym, use it once, and then stuff it back in the drawer. Okay, which leads to, and sometimes he would hand this towel to me to wipe up with, and I'm like, no, this is, we can't do this. Like, we, you cannot reuse a cum towel because, like, I bought, 
I bought, so I bought him like 24 fresh white washcloths because one, like I'll tell you what, what instigated this is one day I was going to one of these boutique workouts with my friend Brittany, right? Because that's who you go to a boutique workout with is someone named Brittany. That's the only person that will go. Like we put on our Lululemon outfits and we like go to the marina and with our, you know, we're going to go to a spinning class and like I pull out my towel and she's like, oh my God, you didn't tell me we needed towels to bring our own towels to this workout. And I was like, well, I would give you mine, but I do not want you to get pregnant. <laughs> So, all right, that's that's what I got. What do you guys? <laughs> Stephanie Silverman, comments. So I liked I like the um, like fat at any size. Do you know there's this like the fat acceptance movement that's like healthy at any weight. I think yeah. you could do a play on that. That's like ugly at any size kind of thing. Like fat at any size. I think like that would be good. But like also bring up that movement because I don't think people are gonna know it. Okay, because I like that movement because like, one of the things that they do is that they say like they're fat. Like, it's just a thing. It's just a word. It's an actual, like, you have too much fat, then you're fat. Okay, anyway. This ugly, is all ugly at any size, okay. This is so silly, but I, I heard the, the cum towels. It, it's just, I've heard it before, and I love it when you slow it down. Yeah. Like, it's just, just, just one okay. suggestion. You're, it, when you lay into every little thing about it, it's really great. Okay, thank you. It, it, just the word cum is C-O-M-E. And, and no, 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 I'm I'm saying I'm saying you know you got two words that sound like I've been avoiding using those words like I was gonna I sent Pam a message and I I was I was writing Pam do you mind if I come it's like and you, I, and you what meant, I'm, what you the meant reason, was arrive yeah, I had to think of some other word so maybe you could I don't know uh, talk what, what about do you, what do you call your come towels. <laughs> you're not just the word t-shirts you know, i call yeah. my cum towels t-shirts and sometimes socks <laughs> sometimes i call them dirty socks underpants, yeah sometimes i call them dirty um, underpants the, uh, yeah only suggestion uh, the whole thing i thought was great uh when you're talking about the scoot you're slowly degrading from the motorcycle to the scooter then to the scoot and then um you're talking about riding a fixie and carrying all this shit um and you only mentioned the fixie once it doesn't make sense because you can't carry shit on a fixie. And then I just had this hilarious vision in my brain of you on one of those hoverboards carrying jello shots. Oh, a hoverboard. That's yeah, good. I think the yeah. hoverboard might work. Or, yeah, maybe yeah, hoverboard Because it's, it's arm free. You can actually carry the stuff that you're talking um, about. No, that's better because I think fixies aren't as douchey as they oh, were. They don't have brakes. They do that weird thing. There's no way. Yeah, you could, yeah, fixie requires stuff going on. There's no brakes on those things. There's, right. But don't they have baskets? Don't people like put on like, the... There's like a weird... What kind of... It's like a brake. Yeah, just has like one... Weird, yeah, just got thing. one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, you, you're not carrying jello shots on fixie though. Okay. Yeah. You could also good. make fun of electronic skateboards because like, those guys are fucked yeah, hard. That's, that's good. That's, that's a hoverboard. The yeah, electronic skateboard thing. Are they? Well, no. The hoverboards are two wheels that are next to each other that for some reason... There's more African Americans than have them. Than I don't know why. I just see them, like uh, weird white Jew guys uh, ride the one wheel. You know, it's like the there's a wheel, big oh, wheel, the and the yeah, thing, yeah. and then and then the black people are using the two wheels that are lower, and they do that thing. And then the the skateboard is fifteen hundred dollars, and that's what all the new cod pieces are using. <laughs> Um, uh, and the hoverboards catch fire too. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. Yeah. There's like houses that burn down. Um, so maybe they use after. Do they just spontaneously combust? Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Google hoverboard fires. Yeah. Um, uh, they might so you be fixing it. Buy one it for now. your enemy, just like. Yeah, yeah. it's still. I mean, it's uh, like the last time I heard about it was a couple weeks ago. So yeah, it's still pretty relevant. Okay. Um, so like a hoverboard goes below scoot. In oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Like I should be so ashamed. The, I really want Unicycles one. at the very bottom, I think. Unis- yeah. Unicycles and really mimes bad. are at the bottom of the <laughs> pile. Okay. okay, that's good. Thank yeah. you. Anything else? You guys are helpful. All right. Thank you. Yay, Stephanie! Yay! Alrighty, moving right along here on the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio.fm. Your next comedian, really great guy, super helpful here around the station, and uh, just a really nice fellow also bringing you new jokes, being a funny guy. Put your hands together. It's George Davis! Yay! Hello, hello, hello. Let's make this quick. All right. Uh, oh, all right. Sad thing, right? David Bowie died, Prince died. It's always very sad when people that we love die, right? Thing is, I was thinking, like, God or whoever is on, like, his fucking pedo-pedo fucking roll call or something. Like, they're getting all the pedophiles off the streets. You know what I mean? Like, right? Right, remember David Bowie? You don't, don't, you can't tell me that dude didn't fuck little kids, right? Or at least, like, all right, not little kids, but at least somebody under 16. That dude fucked everybody under 16. And Prince, don't tell me he didn't fuck a chick under 16. Now, here's the question, right? Do you still dig the people that you don't dig because they fuck, they, like, grow across your morals, right? Right? Like, unless, like, you're down with fucking a 16-year-old. <laughs> Quick question. Anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Soft and wet. All right, there you go. All right. Check one, anyway. check one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, all right. Man, I forget all kinds of crap. Anyway. Uh, oh. Um. Check one. Dumb story. So I used to work at the Tenderloin Housing Clinic. All right, and the Tenderloin Housing Clinic, if you don't know, is where they take the homeless from the streets and they put them in homes in this area, okay? And the people who live there are filled with like crack addicts and like just, just addicts, just addicts, just regular people and shit, right? What I would consider. And um, like I get this, I get all these people, I'd sit at this desk all night and like, cause I used to work the midnight to eight which is always a fun shift. If you're ever gonna work a shift like filled with crackheads, work midnight to eight because that's always a good shift. And um, I was sitting there one night and uh, all of a sudden, because all the time you'd hear these people pull the fucking fire alarms. And there's never a fire. Nobody ever sets a fire. There's never a fire. It's just somebody on one who's feeling it, and then they pull the fucking fire alarm. So one day, that damn alarm goes off, and I go running up six floors because I'm at the Heartland Hotel. If you ever seen the hotel downtown, there's a beautiful sign that says Heartland Hotel off Geary Street. And I'd go down there, and, and I'd work there. And one day at like 3 in the morning, that fucking alarm goes off, and I know there's no fire, so I go running up these five flights of stairs, and I go checking out all these people, and I get up to floor five, and all of a sudden, I see water, 
And you don't expect in a fire situation to see a hell of a lot of water everywhere. And there's water coming around. So I go around and I go around and I go around. I go to this woman's room. So I go to this woman's room and I peek through her door and I look in. And she's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I go looking, what the fuck? And all of a sudden, there's water up to like the bottom of that chair. Okay, all right. And at the, at the bottom of the water, there's like a whole bunch of water. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a whole shit ton of water. And she burst a pipe being on one, <laughs> fucking around with her pipe. She broke it. She broke a pipe in the middle of the night. So I go running downstairs with nobody to do anything with because I'm a temp on a temp job in the middle of fucking nowhere. And suddenly, there's just, I, I one quick thing. There's, if any building that you live in, all your bathrooms are kind of in a row. Any apartment you live in, they're all in a row because they don't want their water to fuck up. So the water is coming down over our little bathroom that we use for our dumbasses. And I look in the far distance and suddenly there's just water flowing down the back wall like the shining. And it's just <laughs> garbage water flowing down. And suddenly, like, you know, I resolve it, but I know I'm out of time and I don't want to overrun my time. So anyway, take care, guys. George Davis! Stay up there for comments and stuff. Stay up there for comments and stuff. Um, the, uh, the water bit, um, you told the intro to it like three times. Like you told it, like uh, you said, like I work at this place, and then there was this thing, and then I ran up these stairs, and then like you started over, like a different way telling it. Like you told the intro to the bit like two or three times, yeah. um, so you could shorten that by like a th like two thirds. <laughs> they could just say like I was a temp at uh, Heartland Hotel and the TL. Uh, crazy people worked there one night. Somebody fucked up the water. Um, that's all you got to say. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I really liked it. It's like you've got a good storytelling vibe. And I agree with Tim what Timothy said. It's like it's a, more of a storytelling vibe. I could totally sit here as a story, but um, like as a stand-up bit, I put in more tags and punchlines, yeah. right? Because like that, you got there. Because I was gonna say with the waterfall, you know, like like The Shining. That was perfect. That was, that was great. But you can definitely stuff more things like that in there. Like, and how did she break the pipe? And she's like, what did she look like? There's like. I, I have so, a tag so for it. Rich, but I, it was very good delivery. I have an actual tag for it. Why do they always put the addicts in the attic? Why do they put her on the fifth floor? Why would they do that? Put the addicts on the ground floor, not in the attic. Because when they fuck up, they're not going to fuck up the whole building if they're on the ground floor, right? If they're on the fifth floor, it comes down, it ruins the whole building like The Shining. Addicts in the attic. I was going to say, when, you, uh, when you're trying to think of some way to resolve what's not a fire, you can't call the fire department because they're just going to make it worse. Yeah, exactly. It's a flood. More water. That's the, what you don't want is, is more water. Is that about Bowie and Prince true? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not because Prince is one of the only people in history who never had, he never had a sexual harassment suit. He never had, he was never accused of pedophilia. He's never been accused of anything. He never really had a news story about him except when he changed his name to a symbol. I mean, because I was thinking he could, like, to make it a little less awkward, <laughs> he could say that, like, I've made this joke just like hanging out with girls before that like every girl in my generation's like sexuality is responsible from Bowie and those fucking ball pants and labyrinth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Uh, dance, magic, dance. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the, the balls. You know, he's, he's got the balls. He's playing with the balls. He's got the balls hanging out. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe with the magic. I mean, the but balls. I, I, don't, I don't. And then you can make a joke about what's her name, Jennifer Connelly. She was young in that movie. She was yeah. Like Fourteen when that happened. That's the, that's what I was seeing. So maybe, maybe like, like I know Bowie fucked Jennifer Connelly on the set. He had to have. 